Welcome back to the Society Case Files podcast. My name is Robert and I'll be your host. Today I'm going to talk about some vampire movies. I'm going to be a little bit more specific than I normally am and also take a little bit less time so that I can give something a little more meat to it than I normally do. So that means less topics but more information about the ones that I do discuss. In this case, we're going to talk about the Subspecies series. That is a uh, bunch of movies that came from Full Moon Studios. Uh, They started back in 1991 and went to 1998. Oddly enough, we're about to get a uh, new movie from them. I think it just started filming in 2020. Uh, If you don't know about Subspecies in general, or even Full Moon Video, I'll give you a quick rundown. Full Moon made a lot of crazy horror movies that went straight to DVD, uh, back then video, I should say. They were on video cassette. In fact, we rented most of these from our local video stores, Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, all that stuff. And they were, they were actually really good as far as those kind of cheesy video store movies go. I mean, you can get the same effect now by like hitting Amazon Prime and looking for all the crappy movies that are available there. But back then we had to go to the video store and find these things hidden amongst the other silly stuff that people managed to put out. In any event, Full Moon did a lot of movies I actually really liked. They did some Lovecraft stuff. They, uh, they've got some vampire things, as we're going to talk about. They've got a few things that are just sort of arbitrary monsters. They've got the Puppet Master series. And I know that there was a remake of Puppet Master recently as well. So it's a fairly... Uh, Uh, I don't even know how necessarily to say it. I guess a a broad spectrum of horror films in general. Now, they have a streaming service. It's called Full Moon Features, and I'll include the link. And it has a whole bunch of insane stuff. Like, they went out and bought some real tripe from the 70s and the 80s and that sort of thing. And they just put it up there. And some of it is even in the original quality or the quality that it has become over the period of time since it was... uh, initially released and i will tell you that that stuff is crap uh there's not really any other way to say it it's just it's there for the wow this is so bad it's it's bad kind of mentality you could watch it if you're just in the mood for something completely horrible most of it is really embarrassing i think but the good news is is that with their streaming service they've got all of their original movies the ones that came out on video that were actually really fun to watch back in the in the late 80s early 90s and as part of that they've also got the ones that were uh introduced by horror hosts in this case they've got a whole series that was introduced by elvira they've got one that was done by william shatner and uh the connection between shatner and the uh, full moon stuff is that his daughter is in the subspecies movies. So I I guess that maybe he just thought that was cool, so he jumped in and helped him out. Probably one of the bigger names, him and Elvira, were the bigger names that came in and and helped them out with their their, uh, films uh, to sort of boost the uh, visibility of them. Um, You'll find all kinds of things. The uh, Doll Man series is there with uh, Tim Thomerson and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, for the most part, you can get pretty much what you want out of it. Um, they've got uh, Beauty and the Beast ripoff called Meridian. I'll talk about that uh, some other time. It has all kinds of problems all on its own. But the reason we're here right now is to talk about subspecies. So subspecies, I remember seeing this the very first time 
on video at a friend's house. He really loved the evil bad guy vampire who is Radu. He's played by this uh, actor named Anders Hove. And the guy is pretty incredible. Uh, he does this really creepy voice throughout. And what I find most amusing is that uh, he could still talk <laughs> after doing it. And I watched him do another thing where he was actually him, you know, being a, a normal person. And, and it was hard to tell that he, he might have been Radu. There's a lot of makeup there. So he is playing the character again in this new movie that's coming in 2020. So it'll be very interesting to see. I mean, he looks like a much older man, obviously. It's been a long time. But I am guessing that uh, with the Radu makeup, you won't even be able to tell. So in any event, in the first subspecies movie, uh, the idea is that there are these three college students, these three ladies, and they show up at a castle in Romania, and they're going to do some uh, research on folklore, basically, vampires and vampire myths. And what they don't realize is that they have come at the wrong time. Because the king of all vampires has just been killed, and the two sons are there to basically claim the throne or figure out what's going on. Now, uh, there are some pretty typical to horror movie things happening here. Not as much of a cast trimming sort of thing, but there is the kind of foolish girl thing where they're like, Hey, let's just do crazy stuff. Like, let's try and break into the castle, and it doesn't work out and that kind of stuff. But um, beyond that, I'd say it's actually a really fun movie because you've got you've got a really cool good guy vampire who is pretending to be a night zoologist, and then you've got the really evil vampire, and they have a an interesting dynamic between them, and then the characters themselves sort of introducing you to the world of subspecies help because they're actually knowledgeable people. They know about the folklores, and they know all the stories. So they can bring us up to speed while this little mini feud is going on between the brothers. And as you get through the movie, uh, you find that, you know, Radu has a lot of crazy powers. And they're fighting over this object called the Bloodstone that supposedly exudes blood of saints. And it gives the vampires a great deal of power when they drink from it. Um, Radu seems to be addicted to it. Um, and then as you go through the rest of the movie, all kinds of... Foolish things happen, you know, vampires attack people and uh, characters get captured and a couple of people die. Um, but, you know, it's it's an 80s horror movie, so the bad guy does eventually fall and the good guys end up basically sleeping. Now, the final remaining female character who lives becomes a vampire in subspecies. And then as you move into subspecies 2... It picks up immediately where the previous film left off, and they filmed two and three back to back. So they released two in 1993, and then they released uh, three the next year. Um, this one picks up with the uh, good guy main character in the last movie. Basically, he's asleep in his coffin. Radu gets saved by his little minions, and then he causes some trouble and. Uh, chaos ensues so what's interesting is that they didn't really care that the main female character who survived subspecies her actress couldn't come back for whatever reason and the new actress they got they didn't really care that she you know had <laughs> hair well past her shoulders where the other girl had basically a pixie cut 
Uh, they didn't care about that kind of continuity so much, which is funny because her sister, played by Melanie Shatner, actually looks a lot more like the original actress. But that's neither here nor there. Um, now that she's a vampire, she ends up in the capital of Romania, and she's running around. Now you have this 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 more modern uh, feel, whereas in the first movie, it's all in the country, and it could have been any time. And these modern characters don't have any of their conveniences, not that there were many back in 1991, but they don't have connection to the outside world, and they're basically alone. Whereas now that we move it to Bucharest, there's a lot of people running around, and there's cars, and there's police officers, and there's hotels, and so it gets a little bit more interesting in that regard. And as you go through uh, subspecies 2, you do get introduced to Radu's mother, uh, who is called Mummy, and it's creepy because she does look like a mummy. It, uh, as I said, these are pretty cheesy. Um, but as you go through that movie, you get even more of the lore of what's going on with these vampires. And you get the sense that there is a bigger environment going on besides just the uh, the stuff that Radu and his brother were up to. Um, but you don't see a lot of other vampires. It's just those two and Mummy at this point. The main character in this ends up getting her sister to come from America to help her. And then her sister teams up with a uh, guy who represents the U.S. Embassy, basically, and a police officer. And they start investigating what happened to the main character. And this is where it starts to feel a little bit more like a Lovecraft-style story. Because you've got investigators really looking into this mythology and the, and the lore behind what's going on. And all kinds of crazy stuff happens at that point. It gets really fun. Because now you've got it. They, they go to a professor and he really helps establish the lineage of the vampires now what's very interesting is that as you move into three it gets a little bit more actiony it starts to feel like a role-playing game from two to three and by the end of three it has kind of got a little ridiculous uh, not that it wasn't already but in three specifically you've got a little bit more of the the violence and you get some gunplay and you get you know, people getting torn up and he gets a little gory, uh, which these movies generally do. But uh, by the end of that movie, you you sort of feel a transition because these two films were back to back. It's pretty obvious they were trying to tell one story and they just didn't want to have a two and a half hour long movie. But as you finish this movie, there's a lot of possibility because now we've got a vampire who's with the other characters. Are they going to try and cure her? What exactly are they going to do? Now, there's two more movies after that. There's Vampire Journals, and there's Subspecies 4. And now, Vampire Journals is a spinoff, but it came out in 1997. And it sort of follows this guy named Zachary as he tries to slay other vampires. He's raged out. He's killing vampires. And he used to... Uh, be mentored by a vampire named Ash. Now you find out that Ash was created by Radu, and Radu had him basically um, establishing holdings for his family in Bucharest. Um, Subspecies 4 is about Radu and him having basically a war because Ash doesn't want to give up everything he's built to his former master. And in Vampire Journals, you have Ash fighting with Zachary because Zachary wants to kill all the vampires. So you get some pretty interesting movies after the third one. Um, Subspecies 4 still has the main character from 
subspecies three running around in vampire journals you don't have radu and you don't have the the lady vampire from the other subspecies movies i will say that vampire journals is part of the inspiration for my comic malevolence because it is really cheesy the (laughs) the monologues and the different stuff that is said by the characters is over the top it's very melodramatic and they don't shy from that. And that's sort of what finally liberated me was I realized, you know, these are kind of beloved. Yeah, they get crapped on by people who are like, these are not very good movies. But they embrace their melodrama so well that they are well appreciated by a specific audience. And that's kind of the audience I want to go for because it's me. <laughs> I am that audience. I don't mind the level of cheesy that they have. Um, as far as production value... The first movie is very simple. They keep it really low-key. It's mostly makeup that they spend the money on. There's not a lot of supernatural powers going on, so they don't have to spend a lot of money there. They have these little claymation monsters running around, and they weren't bad. Two and three, you could see a marked improvement in the production quality of the films. They look a lot better. They actually do a lot more shadow play. There is some more supernatural powers. Um... They, they they even have some violence and some people getting shot. So that was pretty cool. Uh, very well done there. Um, Vampire Journals is, looks great. I would put the... If you turn the sound off, I would put that movie up against most any other movie in that genre. And I'd say that it's going to look about as good. So um, that one's great. Same with Subspecies 4. I'm super curious about Subspecies 5. And I'm a little nervous. So if you go to... The uh, Full Moon features, there is a trailer for the new uh, Puppet Master movie called Blade the Iron Cross. And the quality is pretty bad. It looks a little bit like a uh, uh, soap opera, but not quite even as good as that. So I'm a little nervous that the new subspecies will have that same quality. And it's funny that the quality used to be a lot better at Full Moon, and now it's sort of faltered into that territory where it almost looks like they're doing it on their cell phones now granted in some cases those cell phones might have been better than whatever gear they had available to them in romania but uh i don't know all around i really hope that the new subspecies maintains the look and feel of the old ones it would be really cool if they could be seamless move into the new to the new parts um so all around, I would recommend watching the subspecies movies. I know I spoiled them a lot, but I mean, they're really obvious, and there's not really ever a moment where you'll feel like this is a shock. Um, they're very predictable. They're very old-school vampire movies in a lot of ways. Uh, there's nothing groundbreaking as far as story is concerned. It's all the mythos. It's getting involved in the characters and seeing what they have to say and how they react and, and that sort of thing, and what they're up to and what their backgrounds are, because that's where it gets unique. Uh, subspecies three is probably the most ridiculous as far as some of the events that happen and the way that some of the human characters react but the first two are a lot of fun and i highly recommend them there are a lot of other movies on the full moon site that are of the similar quality uh castle freak is a great one the lurking fear that's a uh, lovecraft story um dr mordred which they were going to do a doctor strange but they for whatever reason, couldn't. Probably licensing, if I recall. Um, those are Jeffrey Combs movies, the last three that I mentioned. So there's a lot of really great stuff that you can find in their catalog. And one of the things they do very well is creating an atmosphere and a feeling in their films. 
it's even better than the stories and it's better than the way the characters are portrayed it's better than the actors it's better than everything it's the writing the characters themselves that's probably what sets them apart the most is that they have really good ideas that's not true of everything they do obviously because they've got some really stupid stuff but the ones that are really great are easily identified and once you start watching them they're very easy to get into and and lose yourself despite the questionable choices in acting or uh, secondary characters or even some of the events specific to the story Uh, in this case you have to remember that these movies are the sum total of what you're seeing you can't pick them apart based on one or two elements you have to sort of take it as a whole and excuse certain things which is funny because i don't usually excuse movies um, but that's usually big movies when they spend 50 60 100 million dollars i won't give them a pass but in these cases i mean these movies have some pretty low production values as far as the cost is concerned so what they do with the money is pretty impressive and when you think of it that way you can have a lot of fun Otherwise, it's pretty easy to go down a path of comparing them to something like Interview of the Vampire. I mean, these aren't Neil Jordan productions. They aren't $100 million vampire movies. Um, None of their films are that expensive. They actually have amazing sets and locations, but that was just, uh, you know, their their thing. I mean, they had these castles access to these places, and, and that is what gave them so much credibility. You know, Castle Freak, for example, is in a gorgeous location. Uh, the first subspecies movie, same thing. So you do have a grand sort of spectacle there still. It's just not on par with something like panning over uh, 1700s New Orleans at the beginning of, of Interview of the Vampire before Louis is turned. So um, there's a lot there to, to take away from when you want to watch a full moon production and specifically the subspecies movies that I'm talking about. So... It's really, it, it does, again, come down to the writing and the characters and the and the look of the films more than anything else. Uh, Anders Hove brings so much to Radu. It helps the way that he brings so much presence to the character because there's so many little inconsistencies here and there. Things that they contradict just for the sake of drama or plot. Um, and it is mired in some early 90s stuff where it just... They don't really care a lot about continuity, and so they just do things and, and, and make it happen just so that the story moves on. And if that really bothers you, you probably would have a hard time, but you have to go into these remembering they are very low-budget horror movies, and I find a lot of times when people are as passionate about vampire stuff as I am, they are a little bit more forgiving on films that aren't quite as... Uh, uh, well paid for as it as it were uh, you know we can give things a pass things like blood and donuts or all of those other films that are from canada because they seem to have a bigger vampire uh, thing than i do which is saying a lot right now yeah some of the critical reception of this uh there's people who thought that the story was very cliche that there was terrible acting uh, that kind of thing i i have to say I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess so. It doesn't take itself super seriously. I think that there's some shots that are actually better than Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Um, There's a lot of things in that movie that, while it's pretty, are just plain dumb. Um, 
you know, if I have to try and put this up against some of the the big films that came out in the effort to bank on vampirism, uh, you know, I I would tend to want to watch one of the subspecies movies before I'd go to them, just because there's this sort of small studio comfort to it. There's this draw that people did it because they loved it and they had a great time making it and that they were putting heart and soul into it. There was less of the whole uh, studio meddling with what they wanted to make happen. So in a lot of ways, that for me trumps expensive effects and big actors. I like to see something that feels like there was passion behind it as opposed to the passion has to be found amidst the bits that were meddled with by some money man who said they couldn't do X, Y, or Z because they said so. Um, You'll get that with subspecies, I think. If you give it a chance, you'll see the soul behind it. And that's really what sells the movies. So, all around, I say that if you love vampire movies, you should definitely check out the subspecies movies. Again, I know I spoiled the heck out of them, but um, even if you haven't seen them in a while maybe some of my insights and discussion about it will help you watch the movies with a different uh, view Um, they are available on full moon streaming Uh, they also sell the blu-rays on their site for $14.99 which is a pretty darn good deal and uh, even uh, vampire journals is up there Um, they are set to begin filming subspecies 5 in 2020 uh, march so we should be able to see that probably later in the year. They make these pretty fast. So in any event, that's all I've got this week. I really appreciate you stopping by. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, please visit the website at www.societycasefiles.com or support the project at www.ko-fi.com. Thank you very much. This is my new sort of focused and kind of vampire-centric version of the Society Case Files podcast. If you want to hear something different, please leave a comment, send me a message, and be happy to address any topics that uh, someone brings up. Uh, Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week.